there and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magical page of Talmud every day. And look, I sometimes use that word magical, but in today's Talmud pages, we meet, not for the first time, but I think in all his glory, one of the most incredible figures in all of Talmud, someone so magical and mystical that any big-time Hollywood producer listening now who wants a great hero for a brand new franchise should perk up their ears. He is Choni HaMe'agel. And to help us make sense of this incredible, mystical, magical, mysterious character, one part Rip Van Winkle, one part Gandalf, is our dear friend and teacher, Rabbi David Beshevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy. And I love the framing of Choni Hamagel, this circle drawer, as we'll discuss, as the hero of the Jewish people. Because that's exactly what he was. And this story is absolutely remarkable. I mean, you could tell over some of it, but we were first introduced to him as this individual who, when the Jewish people needed rain, would draw a circle and quite literally threaten God and say, I will not leave this circle. I will not leave these small environs until you provide the exact amount of rain that the Jewish people need. And it's a jarring narrative to hear a human being almost scream out at God with a threat, like, I am not leaving, you must listen to me. And then the story kind of takes this wild Hollywood-esque turn where Choni is contemplating what does it mean that the exile of the Jewish people is compared to somebody who has a dream. And he wonders, how can that be? The first exile lasted 70 years. There's no way somebody can sleep for 70 years. So in this Rip Van Winkle, as you foreshadowed-esque story, he takes a nap for 70 years and he wakes up And nobody knows who he is. Nobody believes that he's the actual Choni. He meets like his grandchildren. They're like, get out of town. It can't be that this is you. And he feels so isolated and alone that he eventually screams out the famous words in Aramaic that I'll then translate. O Chavrusa, O Misusa. Either friendship or death. And that is how he eventually leaves this world. And this story to me has always been so remarkable and there's so much to read into it. Before we start reading into it, let's take it one step at a time. So first of all, you said something very beautiful. It is, as we first meet him, kind of a troubling story. One person observing him at the time, the famous rabbi Shimon ben Shatach, was well known for executing witches with with gusto. As one does. As one does. And you see this person standing there and, and almost kind of, you know, sticking up a thumb at God and saying, do what I say or else, which is kind of like, you know, borderline almost witchcrafty. How did he get away with it? So I think that these are connected. And there is a notion in Jewish prayer as prayer as almost storming the gates, because the difference between the witchcraft versus this story, and it is a thin line, is that witchcraft is say, you know what, God, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go to some other darker forces. But Choni insists. Choni is stubborn. Choni says, I will not move until you, the master of the world creator, you must give me and our people, your people, what we want. 
Okay, I love this explanation. Now taking it one step at a time in, in ascending order of weirdness, how do we get from here to this mystical, magical story about the 70-year-long nap? So no one ever really explains how these two stories are connected, but I think they very much are. Because what gives any human being the right to protest God? What gives any human being the right to speak to the master of the world and say, you must give us, the Jewish people, what you want? But in fact, Rav Tzadok HaKohen, the great Hasidic master who I very much love, explains that there is in fact a divine dependency that God, so to speak, requires and needs the Jewish people and the Jewish community to bring divinity out into the world. And it is because of that divine dependency that God, if no one is going to proclaim your name, if you are not going to have your people illuminating the world with Torah, with mitzvot, with kindness, if you are not going to have us, if we are going to die in a drought and starvation, then you also are going to be left alone. So Choni capitalizes on this divine dependency and essentially says, God, we need you. But in a way, you need us. You need the Jewish people. If you want the purpose of the world to be seen, you need the Torah through our interpretation, through our kindness, through our chesed, through good deeds. You need us to illuminate the world as well. And it's that divine dependency where you both kind of are able to threaten one another that I believe is why this story follows it. Because this story is about exile, where Choni looks at this idea of the Jewish people in this 70-year exile. And he says, there's no way that you could survive in exile alone and in isolation. And he goes and he falls asleep and he wakes up and he, in fact, becomes isolated. He no longer has a community that remembers him. He no longer has the family that believes in his identity. And even though people are studying Torah, nobody wants to pay attention to him, to Choni himself. And this, to me, is a model almost transposing what it means for a god to be in exile and transposing it on the very story of Choni himself, where Choni begins to realize and understand the pain of that isolation and the divine dependency that God needs the Jewish people and the Jewish people need God which is why the very climax of the story is O Chavrusa, O Misusa. We need friendship. We need community. We need people who are able to take our values and bring them outwards. We need family in order to cultivate and foster familial culture and healthy ideas out into the world. And in that world of isolation that Choni woke up into, he realized almost so to speak, the pain and dependency of God on his very Jewish people. And that is why the story ends with this climax, because the very life of Choni is highlighting not just the Jewish people's dependency on God, but God's dependency on the Jewish people. Steven Spielberg, if you're listening and like us, can imagine this climactic scene of Tom Hanks as Choni Amagel shouting, give me friendship or give me death, Rabbi Bashevkin and I are ready to talk. Rabbi Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>